Welcome to another Daily Takeaway. It's Bush and Ritchie here, and I'm, I'm personally very glad to be here because earlier on today, I'm going to hold my hands up, I thought I was being fired. What? Yeah. What's going on? What happens? I know, I know. So, do you remember, earlier on today, uh, you, me, Adem, our, our two producers and our boss, we were all having a meeting. Yes. Uh, second consecutive one in, in a week. Uh, this particular one was assigned, in my diary, to the top floor main boardroom meeting room uh, here at One Golden Square where we do the show. That's where all the kind of big meetings happen, isn't it? It's yeah. the main one. I arrived there on time, two o'clock, sat down. The floor was empty. The meeting room all set up for a meeting. It says on the giant screen the meeting's happening, but there's absolutely nobody else there. And I'm just sat there, I'm thinking, it's only me that's been invited to this, isn't Uh-oh. it? This is how ambush. it ends. This is how it ends. Done the 15th year, got the 15th birthday mug and all that kind of thing, and I'm out of here. And then everyone else arrives late. I, well, when we got there, I because I, mean, I, I cycled in. I don't know why, I, I kind of cycled in, got in like two minutes till uh, when the meeting was about to yeah. start. But I, I kind of faffed around a little bit and then went upstairs to go to the meeting and you were on your own talking to our boss, but with the door shut. And I oh, thought, so you thought I was being fired <laughs> as well? I thought it was Curtin Sir Richie as well. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. This is quite boring, but it's, it's very not me. Uh, I bought new mats for the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not it's not an Andy Bush thing, that is no, it? No, car, uh, car. car stuff, full stop, isn't you? I don't even know you. Not interesting cars. Don't care. Don't fully know what kind of car we've got, but it just gets us from A to B. But I went and bought new mats for it, and I'm quite proud of them. Uh, the thing is, I thought, oh, it's going to make the car look smart, all that kind of stuff. So, bought the new mats. Car looking smart, and then Sunday afternoon, we're all sat in the car eating as a family. Which sounds kind of weird, but we've been, you know, we've got an allotment, so we've been to the allotment, done some digging, the kids have been moaning because it was freezing. Remember it was like on Sunday, it was absolutely freezing cold. cold. Uh, the girls were starving, hungry, and uh, our house at the moment is like a building site, so quite weirdly, we all sat as a family, <laughs> sat as a family, outside our own house, eating in the car from a cafe. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It was like um, an FBI stakeout, and um, we're all eating cheese toasties, and Thea, our five-year-old, Inexplicably, her toasty came in one of them polystyrene boxes, but they did a load of coleslaw with it. Like, kids ain't going to eat coleslaw. I don't know why they even bother with it. But anyway, so I I wasn't aware of this. She was chatting away in the back, talking about Minecraft or whatever, and then just suddenly went, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. She's like, Daddy, I've just spilt my sandwich. And I was thinking, well, toasty's fine. Just dust it down and be okay. Turns out she's done the old face down with the polystyrene box, coleslaw all over the footwell, not your mats. The, uh, mat, me mat. Not your mat. Me back left mat completely gone. <laughs> all over the bottom of the car and everything as well. And obviously I turned the, air, turned the air blue and had to get some baby wipes out and spend ages wiping it off. The mat's gone for a burden. I've had to put that straight in the bin. So we're down to three mats in the car. There's me trying to do the best thing for the family. But I was kind of thinking about it. You know you can spill things in loads of different places in life, but I think some, there's something about spilling it in your own car mm-hmm. that hurts you the worst because you spend a lot of time in there. Yeah, and and I kind of feel like... People's cars or the interiors of their cars, quite, it's quite a kind of insight into what they're like as a person. Yes. So God knows what people think about us now, because it stinks. <laughs> what's, the, what's the worst thing you've ever spilt in a car? It's going to sound strange, I'm at Flurry, and it wasn't me that spilt it, it was the kids when they were much, Ooh. much, much younger, but it was in, it was in the summer, and it was, it was spilt sort of like mid-morning in the back. Yeah. But we were still out and about for the rest of that day, <laughs> and I, my mistake now was not to clear it up quickly, but of course, you're in, and it was, a, it was a black car as well, so it really Even attracted... Worse. The heat and uh, 
Oh, it, it, I think it was sort of like making cream cheese in the back of the it's car. It's the milk colour. It was the milk colour, and it stunk, and that would not leave for weeks. Well, that's what I'm worried about this coleslaw thing. I mean, I've got most of it out, but you can you, you can sense. I got in it this morning. You can sense the hum. Mm. Do you know what I mean, God, thank God it's kind of cold at the moment. But when the heat kicks in, it's going to be terrible. Just be grateful, by the way, that you've got kids that will have coleslaw. Well, she hadn't touched any of it. Oh, fair enough, okay. Like, maybe she did it on purpose, because I used to do that quite a bit, where I'd spill stuff. Oh, Mum, all the mushy peas have gone off the plate. It's all gone now, can't eat these. Maybe she did that. Uh, Peter, this take, this transports us back to a very specific time and place. Orange juice underneath the bench seat in the back of a Robin Reliance. Wow. Three of us kids sat atop a sticky orange lake on our way to Butlins. That is that's probably the most 1970s text we've ever had in our lives. Uh, Paul says, after going to the Chinese grocer, I stupidly placed a bottle of dark soy sauce on the back seat. He was asking for trouble. Uh, after braking sharply, it launched itself into the air and collided with the passenger seat frame, shattering the bottle and cascading <laughs> soy sauce all over the back of the footwell of the car. <laughs> These are good. Elliot from Airdrie says, When I arrived back from Afghanistan, my mate left a bottle of Cherryade in the footwell of the car. I stopped at the cash machine and it went boom. And I looked up from taking cover under the steering wheel and all I saw was a bloodbath of Cherryade. <laughs> It's like P... P.S. Whatever. What's it? PTSD. That's it, PTSD. Uh, Mark, similar. It's a spillage that is also an explosion. A two-litre bottle of Coke rolling around suddenly punctured as it hit the metal passenger seat runner. Wow. Coke spraying all over me and the interior as I drove. These are some very explosive things so far. Keep them coming in. We've got John on the line right now. John, what did you spill in the car? Four pints of maggots. <laughs> How how on earth do you get four pints of maggots into a car? What is going on there? Oh, I was going fishing with a mate. Um, we went somewhere, decided to pack up and move to another venue. Uh, my mate didn't put the lid on his bait bucket correctly. Um, when we got to the next place, I opened it. It was a brand new XR2. 1986, this was. It was so many years ago. There wasn't, and I couldn't find a maggot. And for months, years afterwards, every summer, a car full of blue bottles <laughs> every summer. A car full of blue bottles. The spillage that horrendous. keeps on giving. It doesn't it? It never ends. It, it was. It, it just went on and on and on. Uh, even five years later, when the car was stolen, I was still have nightmares about blue bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea, though, that equally this could be a very chewy beer that has been asked for at some kind of real ale pub. Four pints of maggots, please. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like someone with a pump. <laughs> yeah, not very tasty, though. Not very tasty. But, yeah, it was horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Brilliant. Lovely to speak to you, man. That's great. You take care. James says, it's not that bad, but my little boy peeled all the pastry off a sausage roll onto his seat floor this morning just so he could eat the sausage. <laughs> just how kids work. Uh, Jacob, referring to his kids, says, uh, my son jammed a Cadbury cream egg in the back seat where the seatbelt plugs in. Oh! <laughs> By the time I found oh it, God. it was a gooey mess. Uh, Lara says, a friend gifted us a bottle of homemade elderflower fizz for looking after their cat. For reasons only known to itself, the bottle exploded on the way home in the car, went all over the windscreen and the dashboard, thought he'd been shot at by the youths at a nearby bus stop. <laughs> Oh, right, OK, Penny, uh, tell us the spillage, please. Oh, my daughter, she's five, and she's got one of these, um, well, she hasn't anymore, but she had one of these, like, fidgety cat things that, um, oh, if you squeeze it, it kind of bulges out a bit, and it sounds like it barps. Right. And then, yeah, and which she loves. I do and that. Then, so she was, yeah. <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And then, yeah, it was great fun. And then, but she must have squeezed it really, really hard on the way back from the school run, and I just heard this, oh, <gasps> 
and like the whole car went silent and I just turned around and she was just covered and obviously exploded and she was just covered in this white thick gloop stuff and it's gone everywhere like all over the back of the car all over her all at the window in the window mechanism like everything well actually because I mean we've had those squidgy things before at home the girls our girls love them but yeah don't let them in the car well you think they're never going to you think well they're not going to explode they're designed not to actually like pop but you you are you've got examples there of actually doing it yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not um, childproof. Do you know what's stressing me out the most about your story? When you said window mechanism, I, 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 I could, I could mop up whole street, but if it's suddenly gone <laughs> in an electric window, that is yeah, stressing me out. Yeah, and you can't get it out because our windows at the back don't go the whole way down. It's like obviously a safety thing, so you could get oh. halfway. You could put the window halfway down, and it's like, oh. Yeah, so, so have you got <laughs> still got exploded cat gloop in your car as we speak? Yes, yes, but it doesn't smell. Luckily. Now, time to go behind the curtain. One of the questions that Bush and I get asked a lot, and I'm sure you get asked the opposite version of this. Right. I get asked a lot, oh, what's it like, you know, what's it like behind the scenes, you and Bush and all that kind of thing. All right, we've known each other for a good couple of decades, good 20 years or so, Andy and I. 20-odd years. Um, And uh, here we are, all these uh, years later, and the reality... The reality of what it's like behind the scenes can be summed up in this one anecdote. I've got a reminder set in my phone that says, remind Bush to order the girls' pizzas. How? I mean, I'll give you the right to reply. How does it come about that in my phone, yep. I have a reminder for me to remind you to order your girls their pizzas? Well, what happens, this show is a cycle of this This happens a lot, right? I'll slag someone off, yes. right? And then I'll have to eat my words within a couple of days because I don't have to use it. So I think I'm slagging off the Domino's thing, saying that's not really for me. Yeah. You were talking about the Domino's app on the show the other night. And I'm saying that's not, that's not really something I'm into. If I'm going to get a takeaway, I'll get something different. Uh, lo and behold, <laughs> our, our kitchen still isn't finished so we don't have an oven at the moment so what I'm trying to do is order the girls uh, a pizza from Domino's to arrive at the house uh, tonight at six so they can eat it but the problem is uh, the Domino's near us in Southend aren't taking um, ordering ahead pre-orders so I've got a reminder then but I I would definitely forget to do it (laughs) so I've needed you to remind me to order pizzas for my family If I don't remember, your family don't eat tonight. How messed up is that? What a selfless reminder. And also, you've done it on your watchy, speaky phone thing, which yeah. normally interrupts the show with loads of needless stuff. So It's all going we're, full We're circle. letting it back in in, any, in many ways. If you have a strange reminder on your phone, I'd like to hear about it. You can message us 81250. Dan in Macclesfield says, I have a reminder every day saying Le Jorient at 6pm. That was the restaurant we were booked in in Malta back in 2020. Wow. Still there? <laughs> uh, Caroline, this is incredible. When my dad passed away in 2017, I used some of my inheritance to buy myself a Cartier watch. Mm. I bought my son a Stone Island hoodie. He was appalled at how much I spent on the watch and I told him that it would last at least 25 years. So I have this reminder. And she sends a screen grab saying, ask William if he's still got his Stone Island hoodie and have I still got my Cartier watch? And that's going off at quarter past one on the 10th of August 2042. Oh, my word, I love that. She's playing the long game. You've got to respect her. Uh, We've got Marie on the line. Marie, uh, what does the reminder on your phone say then? Um, It's the word lip. Oh, yeah. And and you have this, what, weekly or daily on your phone, the reminder of the word lips? Yeah, daily. What time is that going off? 9.20pm every night. Right, everyone, before we find out what this is about, 9.20pm, nightly reminder of the word lips. What could it possibly be? Take it away. Do you think it's an acronym or something or other? Could be. It is to put 
Vaseline on my sleeping child chap mouth. <laughs> if you got that, that's worth 100 points. <laughs> wow, wee, that's unbelievable. So what, your lad refuses to put Vaseline on? Is that what it is? Oh, yeah, he hates it. He thinks it's disgusting. It smells. We've tried all sorts of expensive ones, cheap ones. He blankly refuses and even actually has a go at me when he wakes up and finds out that I've done it. But he insists that I do it every night. That must be so weird. Like, the alarm goes off, you're watching telly, you sneak upstairs, bit of Vaseline on the finger and then rub it round his lips. Yes, unless he, unless he works me away or something or wakes up. But, yeah, I'm like a little ninja walking in. What a story to tell in front of girlfriends in the future and stuff when they come <laughs> round. That's brilliant. My mum, the Vaseline ninja. <laughs> the noise of the past. It's Bush and Ritchie's Sound of the Decades. Absolute Radio Naughties. Right then, so we have uh, distilled an entire decade down into one sound effect. It is from the Naughties, but not a lot of people getting anywhere near it so far this week. Have a listen to this sound. It's not a fax paper, it's not a dial-up modem. What the hell is it? One more time. What's up from the Naughties then? Playing for three Absolute Radio mugs as it rolls over is Robert. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Well, good, man. Where are you calling us from? Uh, just outside Stirling in Scotland. OK, because we enacted the Big Coat Protocol a couple of days here on this show. Has it been cold in Scotland for ages and have you been wearing yeah, a Big Coat? Minus five, minus ten, so T-shirt weather. Oh, <laughs> T-shirt weather. <laughs> He's hardy. He's hardy. Um, what do you do, Robert? Uh, I work for Police Scotland. Okay, cool. And is it nice and warm? You keep him warm? Yeah, yeah, I sit in an office. <laughs> nice and toasty. Good lad, he's all fine. Uh, now, we are one home time show with nine different playlists, Robert. Which do you choose to enjoy home time with? 80s and 90s. I've slipped between them both in the car. All right, okay. Well, he's an 80s, 90s lad, but it's a naughty sound. Right then. Moment of truth, Robert. Are you quite confident about your guess? Uh, it sounds like something that drove me daft in the noughties, so, yeah, uh, I think I am. Sounds like something that drove Robert daft during the noughties. I almost want to have a guess at that before he guesses the sound. (laughs) It's like a competition within the competition. (laughs) Robert, what is the sound of the decades? Is it a Star Wars lightsaber? Oh, let's have a listen again. Now, if you're saying noughties, that'd be the terrible Phantom Menace movie. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, kids were uh, really into it. Is it? The sound of the decades. You're a loser, and you have lost. Damn, it was a good guess, though, man. Really good guess. All right, thank you. Still driving you mad all these years (laughs) later because it's not (laughs) one you a mug, uh, but it does mean that it rolls over to four Absolute Radio mugs when Sound of the Decades returns tomorrow. Here we go, one more time. What is it? This is the Daily Takeaway. You might think to yourselves, how do the boys come up with some of these kind of crazy madcap ideas that they have on home time every night of the week, Monday to Friday? A lot of the time, something kind of fairly simple or rudimentary (laughs) will happen to us, and then we'll look at each other and go, there's something in that. Yes, our ability to argue about the most mundane of things is is quite often the route. Uh, And earlier on, this is what happened. Uh, A pack of mince pies was on the side Mm. as uh, we were chucking ideas around. Uh, And and this monster opposite me picks up a mince pie and starts eating it cold. The correct way. No, it's not. The correct serving. I said to myself, I can't believe you're doing that. I love a mince pie, but it's got to be hot. I think you can see what's happening next, can't you? Hot versus cold. Mince pies... 
What are you thinking? Well, the weird thing was as well, bearing in mind, like, you've got a sweet tooth. Yes. But you wouldn't have it. You wouldn't have the mince pie unless it was heated up. So you no. just didn't touch it earlier on. I did not, no. So I've, I've already had one, and you you left yours <laughs> because it wasn't... So you stuck to your guns, which I respect you for. Thank you very much. But it's the essential debate. In, in life and in food, there are many different things that are either better hot or cold, and you might disagree on that with your family and friends. And we certainly disagree on the best serving for mince pies, and we put this debate to you, our dear Hometime listeners, tonight. Mince pies... Hot or cold, what do you reckon? Uh, they have to be hot. First of all, the clue is in the title, they're a pie, all right? How many pies do you have that are cold? Pies are something that are hot. So, number one, mince pies, hot. I'll come back to you on some other cold pies in the next Thank ten minutes or so. Thank you very much. Secondly, they're a Christmas meal. Christmas is a cold season. You want something? Let me think about it. Mmm, hot. You don't need a okay. cold snack. OK, what I, what I will concede on this is that sometimes they're OK with hot stuff on top of them, mince pies, but they still need to be cold in the middle. So, let's say hot cream or hot uh, custard would be yeah. okay on top of mince pie. Hot custard sounds like a band that might have seen <laughs> Reading 93. But um, cold is just the way you're supposed to eat them straight out of the pack, no mucking around, because if you put them in the oven, they could kind of a bit weird, I think. Like, they, they turn into, like, almost like sausage rolls. Why, and that's not right. Why do you think they come in a foil, little foil thing? But the apple pies, Mr Kipling, all of Mr Kipling's uh, um, catalogue of cakes come in a little more foil thing. If Mr Kipling's, uh, if Mr Kipling saw you eating a cold pie, he would roll in his grave. Now he'd be turning in his grave. You saw him heating them up. What, where are you going to heat them up? What in the microwave? Is microwave. You yeah. microwave his pies. Yeah, a little twenty-five second tickle. I think Mr Kipling would be absolutely furious. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Furiously reading the serving instructions on the back <laughs> of our mince pies during that song, looking for evidence. A, a smoking gun that was going to ruin my uh, mince pies must be served cold theory. Uh, Richie, what have you got? Well, did you know what? It doesn't help either oh. of us. It oh. says heating instructions. If you want to heat them. So then when I see heat, when I see a little table that says heating instructions, I think, here's a win for Firth. And then I read on. Pies can be served warm or cold. So that doesn't oh. really help, does it? But then <laughs> then it says oven. It gives you microwave instructions as well. Uh, a lot of people pointing out, if you're going to microwave it, you need to take it out of the little uh, foil thing, which is very it's very point. good advice. But this is hot versus cold, uh, a weekly debate where we put a, a piece of food in front of the, the gaze of the community, them, them staring at it, having a look at it, thinking about it, working out whether it's better served hot or cold. It does also say take care when heating because the filling becomes hot and the pastry can become fragile. Well, I mean, someone says here, mince pies cold, 100%. Cherry bakewells also come in a little full tray, but we don't warm them up as well, do we, Richie? <laughs> Adrian in Swindon says iced mince pies. You wouldn't heat them, would you? I appreciate the support. I don't really know what they are, though. Is that a thing? <laughs> no, uh, you can buy ice mince pies. Um, really? Um, so I'm not really helping my cause, no, then. No, Sorry, not, Adrian. No, no. Uh, jolly in Bath, or whether that's Jolly in the Bath, I don't know. I don't oh. know what they're doing in the Bath. All right, there. Uh, says mince pie, microwave, mashed up in custard and ice cream. Oh. Uh, I could go with that. That's disgusting. Co Colleen in Preston, they've got to be warmed up, goes without saying. Got to have them with fresh whippy cream. Uh, and then this, we don't condone this. We've had a few of these tonight. Clive says the only correct way to eat, eat a mince pie is as follows. Open the packet containing said mince pie. Take mince pie out of said packet. Take said packet to the nearest bin. Let go, thus depositing pie into the bin. They are the devil's food. No, Clive. No, Clive. Uh, on a more positive note, let's speak to Hannah and see what her take on it is. Hannah, what do you reckon? Oh, it has to be warm. 25 seconds is the sweet spot. So you're microwaving... It, it, yeah, absolutely. In collaboration with Richie Firth, you're microwaving mince pies. Yeah, obviously 
not in the foil, because that's just dangerous. Yes, uh, to, I will clarify again. <laughs> take them out of the foil. <laughs> 25 <laughs> seconds, though. Lightly, lightly. Hannah, you and me are the same person. That is the sweet spot, isn't it? Yes, and the brandy cream on top, and it gets all melted and gooey. If you don't warm them up, they're really dry. No, they're not. There's no I... enjoyment in them if they're dry. Oh, they're, they're, it's the crumble. It's all down to the crumble of the Ooh. of the kind of pastry texture. That's the you're missing that by nuking it in the microwave. I think if you don't warm them up, you're missing out. It's, it's the whole spirit of Christmas. You've got to have a warm mince pie. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. It is hot versus cold. This week we're talking about mince pies. Richie is a firm believer that mince pies should be served hot. I uh, oppositely think that mince pies are best served cold. And he's just raced in from the uh, work microwave. Having microwaved one for me, I'm going to try a hot one. And you're having a cold one. Yes, 25 seconds. Uh, as I uh, As I said... It makes the look. I can just smell this mince pie already, right? Yeah. It, it changes the taste of it when you when you microwave it. That's my problem with heating them up. Well, I should find then if I eat this cold, it's not going to taste what I'm expecting either. Well, so exactly. We'll find out. Here we go. Here we go. In the interest of clarity and impartiality, <laughs> shaking his head. Too hot. <laughs> Too hot. <laughs> Too hot. Can't taste it. <laughs> Uh oh, uh oh. This just tastes like a jam tart. I don't know what that tastes like, but that's not normal mince pie. You're missing out, you lot. Do you know what? I'm going to have to be honest. It's quite nice. Well, well, there you go. There's a turn up for the books. Hot versus cold. This is the Daily Takeaway. I'm sorry to major on the whole sort of like nearly firing thing that I had earlier on today. The other thing that was making me paranoid about it uh-huh. uh, was at five to two, I'm down on the first floor having just made myself a coffee. Yeah. Uh, and I, I knew that we were going up to the sixth floor. I didn't want to walk all the way. I didn't want to be out of breath for a professional meeting. So I called the lift and it arrived. And I turned to our two producers and I said, guys, do you want to jump in the lift uh, with me to go up to the sixth floor? And knowing that you need to get in to be there on time, they yeah. both turned and went... No, 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 it's okay, mate. Just got to send an email. And so, like, wow. they didn't come with me. So I go up on my own to this empty room and I'm thinking, why have they not come up? Do you know what? It's, it's, I mean, you've obviously had a day where you, you felt very much on the edge. I do, I do think this is an example of, uh, and this happens quite a lot if you do video chats and calls or whatever, you never want to be the first person no. in, in, a, in a Teams meeting or something before everyone else turns up. Yeah. Because you've got to do a bit of small talk. And I, <laughs> I think you were doing a bit of small talk with our boss when I arrived. I, he was. I've done much small talk <laughs> with him on Teams meetings and now in real life as well. 